What's up, people? Been a minute, been a minute, been a minute. Oh, man. I can honestly say that it's been a trying, trying time for your boy. I've been trying to keep my mind on what I need to keep my mind on, quite frankly. But trying to stay focused, but a certain subject has been in my mind. And I don't know how to necessarily deal with it because it's new. It's very new. Like, I'm 100% happy being single. I am. I'm 100% happy being single. However, as of late, I am a car people, so if you hear car sounds, the AC and all that, so like, just let you know the extra stuff that you hear, it's just the car. Or the flick of a lighter, because I tend to smoke and or drink when I do these things now. Not because I have a problem, but because I like to smoke and drink. So, just my thing. I just did that last click to let y'all know. Yeah, doing my thing. But, um, yeah, I miss being in love. And that thought has been constant, more constant on my mind than anything else. It really has. So much to a point where it's become a distraction. I've noticed that when I finally decide to do something about these distractions, a podcast is produced from it. It's probably the reason why I've, it is the reason why I've been recording these so far in between and I really should have a more consistent schedule. I said I would and all that kind of stuff, but life does get to me, you know, the things that we deal with and whatnot. But at the same time, I can't. I got to find a way to manage this shit better. Love is a sacred thing. It definitely, definitely is a sacred thing. Sorry, it went out. One second. But yeah, love is a very sacred thing. Is not something to be taken lightly. It's not something to just have. It's not a plaything. It's not a toy. And you find out these things quick when you actually fall in love. That first moment when I fell in love, very first moment. I mean, I felt such a sense of peace. 
For the first time, my heart didn't feel so heavy. I was really in tune with that person, at least, at least I believed I was, and I still do. I mean, time has passed and all that, but at the time, at that first moment, how I knew I was, I literally saw my entire future with this woman. Friends and family say that my feeling, my feelings simply fabricated these emotions and these feelings. And there's a chance that they're right. I have no idea, to be honest. I don't know if it was something I was, it was an actual vision or was I just simply too deep in my feelings? I still don't know. But how that first moment felt, I was at peace. I was so happy. It tore me apart to leave her when I had to come back to Texas. And some would say, it must not have hurt that bad because you didn't go back. Well, believe it or not, it did. Was I really in love? Yes. I can say without doubt, I knew what love felt like. I can say without doubt that I loved that woman. Yes, I did. I didn't contain it. I didn't hide it. I put this woman on display and I did not care who said what. I truly loved that woman. I did. Yes, I was truly in love. But the thing was, I, to a certain extent, abused that love. There were times where I talked to her and I, I know I made her feel some type of way. I tried my best to make up for it. But there's only one thing I had to do, really. What did I do wrong? I didn't go out there. I was not courageous enough to make that move. Simply put, simply, simply put. And yes, do I regret it? Absolutely. I 100% regret it. I wish to God that I hadn't. But I did. And it hurt when I sat back and I thought about what I did wrong and all the things that I did wrong. The combination of realizing that I wasn't as much of the hero as I thought I was and the things I did wrong 
and what I did do wrong, all that broke my reality. All of that broke my reality. And what I mean by that is, is when I got my heart broken. Well, first, let me explain this. For those that truly know me, know that I have three main personas. Well, two, really. Because Michael is not a persona. Michael is who I am. But we can, you know, for the sake of argument, or for just for the sake of it, just keeping in my Gemini mindset as we get closer and closer to that beautiful time of the year. It is three personas. It is. There's Michael, the main one, the dominant one. There's Scooty, the childlike one, the one that's funny, the one that's the little brother. No, he's the light side. Then there's Junior. Junior is what's in front of you right now. Who's speaking to you? Junior the poet is who's talking to you right now. This is my poetry side, my poetic side, my charismatic side, my anything about me that's cool comes from that side. Junior the poet. Of course, I know it's all me. Of course it is. It's all me. I know it's 100% Michael. Everything about Michael created Junior the Poet and Scooty. But last night, as I was talking about this, as I was thinking about this rather, but I do talk out loud, as I was doing all this, I realized that before Junior the Poet became Junior the Poet and Scooty were not fabricated by me. I didn't create them. Scooty was created by my family. That nickname wasn't given to me. I mean, that nickname was given to me. I didn't create that nickname. I didn't create Scooty. Scooty was created by my family. Junior the Poet had many names. At first, Junior, Junior the Poet, was a creation by me. But So yeah, I can say Junior the Poet is my creation. Because I forgot this tidbit. Because Junior the Poet used to be M-I-C. That was my first poet name slash rap name, stage name. That was the first one I chose. The first three letters of my name is M-I-C. You rap, you, rap, you spit on the microphone. So I figured, hey, M-I-C me. But then M.I.C. turned into Junior Junior. Or, yeah, it turned into Junior Junior. It was a nickname that I picked up at the church I went to, Greater St. Stephen. One day, one of the mentors looked at me and was like, man, Junior Junior. That's just, that's just what it was. Irvin Chenier started Junior Junior. Irvin, Mr. E, he did that, not me. So at first, Junior Poet was my creation. But then I became Junior Junior. Then I realized that 
This is my create. This is I created this. And so Junior Junior went from MIC to Junior Junior to Junior the poet because he is, in fact, the poet. It's what it's what he does. It's what I do. It's who I am. So I brought Junior Junior back into the fold and recreated him as Junior the poet. Between these personalities, I was switching between Scooty and Junior the Poet. But when it came to her, I was Michael. I was Michael. But a lot of the boyishness of Scooty and the overbrashness of Junior, of Junior the Poet, along with Michael's anger, created problems. Created problems. Long story short, I was divided and thought I could be a father, a husband, and take care of responsibilities all at once with a divided mind. A man can't lead if he's divided. He can't. I was not ready nor fit to fit any of those roles. I couldn't fulfill any of it. I tried my hardest to paint a picture that I couldn't make real. Or more accurately put, that I chose not to make real. I chose not to go down there. Therefore, I chose not to make what we both wanted reality because bottom line someone had to move and logically speaking it's easier to move one body versus four that's just facts it's facts right there would I do it again That question has two answers. Yes and no. Yes, because I'm still in love with that woman, even though it's fading. Every day that passes. Slowly, but it's fading. I feel myself getting more and more detached from her. Part of me wishes it was on an accelerated program, but you can't rush these things. You can't. The heart wants what the heart wants. Period. She in a whole nother relationship. And part of me still pines for her. Most guys will call that being a simp. I prefer the term howling at the moon. Is that what this feels like? Like I'm just screaming for the moon. just But I can't obtain it. I can't. I can't obtain it. 
Why can I not obtain it? Because she's chosen someone else. That's why the answer is also no. Because she has someone. She's trying to make that work. That's where she wants to be. I got to find and do my own thing. And that's what I've been trying to do. And steadily still trying. Because I. I. Cannot pine for someone. That's not looking at me like that anymore. I have to move on. I can't stay in the same place hoping for a result that may or may not happen. But my heart feels the way it feels. I'm happy being single. I truly am. Because I'm discovering more and more about me every day. I'm becoming more solid more and more every day. I'm getting more driven. I'm doing what I need to do every day. Now I'm capping. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There are some days where I'm honestly not on the on my shit like I should be. But point is, I'm making the effort. But I can't say. I need to do some maximum effort. It's funny how I say a line created by Deadpool and that's who she compared me to the most. I saw myself as Captain America. She saw Wade Wilson. You can't get personality wise. You can't get no more different than Wade Wilson and Steve Rogers, you can't get no more different. For my comic book fans out there, I know I'm right. Please back me up. For my nerd fans, please back me up. I am happy being single. But I do miss love. I miss those conversations that you can have with your significant other. I miss those times where it's just you two and nobody else is around. I will be on video chat on this woman for hours, sometimes not saying anything, just smile. We're just smiling at each other. Not saying a word, just smiling. I miss that. Does part of me miss her? Yes. But what I miss more is the energy we had. The answer is also no, because throughout this journey of being single, I came to a perplexing situation that allowed me to open up my heart to someone else. Stacy, 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 Stacy was an interesting development 
ironically enough, she was also a Sagittarius. I got a thing for Sagittarius women, apparently. Y'all heard me say that a few times. But yeah. Stacy, like, in many ways, like the relationship I had before, we connected quickly. Really quick. We developed a bond that was amazing at first. And when we touched for the first time, boy, was that some fire ass sex. I'm talking about this woman grabbing the sheets, the love faces. She only referenced me as king. Nothing else. I'll be real. I don't have the biggest dick on the planet, but damn it, she made me feel like my shit could slap China from Texas. Like, fuck. Like, bruh. This woman did make me, in fact, feel like a king, but her communication is horseshit. Good God, it was terrible. You can send me $5 boosts on Chime, but you can't text or call my ass. What the fuck? But thanks for the $5 boosts. Thanks for making my spot me a bit, a bit, fat, a bit fatter with your five ones. With your 500 pennies. Thank you. I guess. Women are funny, man. Funny as fuck. What was born from the pain? Anger. Resentment. And an Uzaru-like anger, rage, like mostly anger. Act out of pain. For those who remember those dumbass Facebook posts I was posting about the dark side, I wholly apologize. I was fronting. I was hurt. That's all. I was just hurt. Nothing more, nothing less. But what was born from that pain was my true self. My true self could finally emerge because my heart, which had put me in a lot of dumbass situations, was broken. My good guy's side was smashed to pieces. I didn't think I would be that cold to my ex, but I was. I ignored her. She sent me messages. I didn't say shit back. She sent me gifts. Oh, she sent me a Christmas gift. I'll be real. At the time, I didn't give a fuck. And it was everything I liked too. She sent me a, a rolling tray that had um, KOD's album on it. You know, uh, uh, one of J. Cole's albums, KOD, had the album on it. And at the bottom, she put the little organization I came up with, Dope Entertainment. 
she even signed my rap name in the top right, uh, top left corner of it, and put my nickname in the bottom right corner. She specifically made this for me. Didn't give two fucks. Packed gars, some THC oil, a note that came with it. But I didn't give a damn about it. But if I really didn't give a damn, why'd I keep all that stuff? Oh yeah, a little gun keychain thing. Still had that. The kids fuck with it a lot, but I can go in the house and get it right now. I know exactly where it is. I know exactly where it is. Yeah, I became vengeful after heartbreak. Who and what I was, was vengeful. There's women out there I know that hate me because during that vengeful streak, you know, I laid down with a few and don't talk to none of them to this day. And I still, and I don't feel not one bit bad at all. Ain't that fucked up? fucked up as hell. One female whom I piped down asked me straight up, "We are we are you going to ever talk to me again?" I said, "No." Straight up. Didn't give a fuck. Didn't give a rat's ass. Didn't give a fuck. Two dead fly smash was about how is about how much of the care that I had. Thank you, Bernie Mac, for coming up with that saying. That's how much I cared. I cared as much as two dead fly smash with no life in them. So obviously, I was in pain. Am I still in pain? Not as much as I was. But yeah, still a little hurt. I'm not fully over it yet, to be completely honest with myself. And truth be told, what I ultimately learned, do not present something to a woman you cannot provide. I understand every move she made. I understand why she broke my heart the way she did. I understand all of it. But Michael, how could you still love her? Because I wasn't the only one who got their heart broken in that situation. I'm not the only one that committed wrongs. I'm not the only one. As much as I hurt her, as as much as she hurt me. We both hurt each other. That's why I'm still in love with her. I can still love her despite the pain given to me because I know I hurt her too. And like I had to forgive her, she also had to forgive me. Otherwise, we both be stuck in the same endless loop of pain. Whoever you are mad at in your past, forgive them. 
It'll do nothing for you to remain angry or vengeful toward them. Try your absolute best to let it go. I've let go of the heartbreak, but the residual pain after that, that's a little much. Heartbreak is like a third degree burn. The burn itself doesn't hurt at all, but the area around the burn, jeez. The nerve endings, jeez. That's what stings. That's what hurts. The single life. I hated this shit at first. I was howling for my moon. I wanted her. I didn't want anybody else. And I'm still kind of like that. Remember, folks, a woman did get me to open my heart to her, regardless of her horseshit communication skills. She still was able to do that. Because, yeah, she called me king. We have we had that one moment of phenomenal sex. But the conversation and the getting to know each other. That's what did it. Ironically enough, this happened during the first three to four months that I stopped talking to my ex. Nearly two years ago now. 2019 is when it all came down. This year we broke up. 2020 was the year we fell silent. After June, I didn't speak to that woman anymore. And during the year of 2020, that's when I met Stacy. Then at the beginning of 2021, in January, that's when me and her started talking again. I remember all these events for a reason to remind myself of whom I'm talking to because although my heart pines for her to a certain degree I have to remember she's not the same woman I fell in love with she's in a whole nother relationship being a whole different other person to a whole different guy so who knows if any of what I originally fell in love with is even still there, it could very well be. And through conversations, I believe it is. But you truly don't know until you meet and see that person again and talk face to face. I hated the single life at first because my heart was solely trans, was solely fixed on one. But then I started getting back in my single bag, started fucking around, heart ended up getting opened up and I've, then I took some real time to actually heal. I told her goodbye at one point and I truly meant 
goodbye. But something in me, the love I have for her, is what made me add her back after she deleted me off Facebook. I was ready to move on. I was ready to go. But for some reason, I still hit add friend. I blame it on my heart. She was my first love. And because I know all these things, I had to make adjustments. I had to I had to figure out a new way. I had to become better. I had to become someone different. But then I realized who I had to become was just me. I started implementing new rules. My views were reborn. I don't look at women the same way I once did. Not after that heartbreak. Not after that. Not after that jab to the heart. Hell no. What's next? I don't know. I have no idea. No idea at all. I really don't. But one thing I do know is that I could not be my old self anymore. In other words, baby boy had to grow up. And that heartbreak was the start. I don't know what's next. But whatever is on that horizon, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Got to get back on here more. But I'm going to let my actions speak this time. Y'all have a wonderful day. A blessed one. Be easy. Peace.